Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, yeah, we're back again. Another week of three points in the gaff. And listen, it's been a bit of a mad week. Another mad week for football, especially as we do um, for the clubs in Manchester. Do you know what I mean? But listen, by the way, yeah, if you're a first-time listener and all that, make sure you tune in, innit? Every week we're here. Obviously, there's three months, born and bred, and we're talking sitting United and debating all the affairs that go on. Do you know what I'm saying? In the 0161 in regards to football. So, yeah, it's me. You know who it is. It's me, your boy, Pundit J. I'm here with Jay Motty as well, Stratford Paddock, and obviously the Etihad boy, Mikes. You get me? So, yeah, lads, let's get cracking. But you know something? Yesterday was a big game. It was a massive game, innit, Mike? City versus Chelsea. And you know what? I'll be honest, City absolutely destroyed him, demolished him. Do you get me? It was fluid. It was techy. I saw patterns. I saw everything that you'd want to see from your football club. Do you get me? So, Mike, talk to me, bro. How, how, how did it feel and go for you? Uh, it felt felt great. Pundit, I'm not even going to lie. Like you said, the football was absolute domination. When you watched that game yesterday, you wouldn't have thought we were playing the current European champions, to be fair. We absolutely schooled him for, for, for most of it. You get me? As you getting on the score sheet, uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Bob Marley songs being sung in the way and it was all going on. It was classic, it was great. I, 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 no complaints whatsoever. You get me? I was. When, when I'm, I think I've been on there a few weeks on a trot and said, nah, there's not been one performance yet. That's made me think we're, we're looking like we're at it. That performance yesterday showed me that we're right. The, the, the hunting down in packs. Do, you know Do you know what we did in that game, Pundit? We made Chelsea change their, their, their philosophy. They were trying to play out yeah. for the first 15 minutes and all of a sudden it became just get it out of here and get it as far away from our goal as possible. You get me? Yeah. So just couldn't cope with the press completely. And then once we, um, we just dominate at the back, Lukaku with his usual bully self was trying one or two things, but Laporte and, 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 and Diaz were out of anything. The moment he thought he got a yard, he was like, no, you don't, sir. They just got old school off him and just brought him to ground, which more than happy with no danger. I, like I said, Jay, more than happy. Yeah, you get me. Yeah. Now I hear that. The season. Yeah, now I hear that. Do you know what I clocked straight away? Yeah, was that press in it? It was aggressive, bro. I seen it and I thought, rah, 
Chelsea not even going to get out of their own half. What if this is the European Champions? You get me? And I'm looking at it and I'm watching the way City have done this press. Now, when you talk about pressing and pressing a top team, you know, because Chelsea are no, are no mugs, you know. Like I just said, they're the European champions and I'm watching how close the distances are between the defence and the attack and the pressing, the hunting impacts. You get me, Mike? And I'm looking at it and thinking, nah, you know what? Proper performance, that. You get me? You're right. I was sat there. You know, you're watching a game for a bit. You know, you know you're on top. I, I, yeah. I, I started drifting and thought, I've actually forgotten what colour jersey Edison's wearing today. I've not seen him for that long. He's in there camping there for long spells. And like you say, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think one or two one or two City fans are a bit upset. Like, why did we take why did we perform like in the Champions League final? No, no two games are the same, but yeah. Like as you said, yeah. you get me the performance is there. Like I, I want to go into one or two few individuals. Like Roderick, I'll be honest with you. I like him. I'm just not his biggest fan just because of the mobility. I think his mobility is not big yesterday. I mean, he locked down Canty and whoever else was in there like uh, I've never seen before, to be honest with you. Rodri was my... Yo. I don't know how Bernardo Silva didn't get man of the match. I tell you what, he was he yeah. was attacking, he was closing things down at the back. I, I, you know my feelings on Bernardo Silva, Pundit. I just think he, he yeah. plays in our best eleven, no matter what it is. And like you see, yesterday yeah. was like one of those performances from him. Now, on a real tip, on a real tip, I'll give you that one because you have always said to me, yo, Bernardo, Bernardo, Bernardo's the guy. No matter what you's out there, Bernardo's got to play. And you're right. Yesterday, he was up and down, energetic. But it's not even just the energy. It's the footwork. And this is what I was going to ask you because when I seen City's starting lineup and I saw Foden, I saw Jesus, I saw Grealish, I saw Bernardo, I saw Rodri, I saw KDB. I thought, why? I said, you know what, City, you're going for this attack, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, for, like when you see that, was you on that as well, or was you thinking, Brad, you know what, we're going to be open today, or what? Nah, nah, I was, I was comfortable with it. To be fair, I liked, it. I looked at it for, yep, I'm absolutely, um, I'm happy with it on form and everything currently. I'm all right with it. There's not anyone there that I thought, ah, what are you, what are you playing at there, Pep? You get me? I won't lie though. As the game was going on, when we was well on top, I did call it for half time. I thought, I want. I want Pep to bring off Jesus and bring on Mares. I just felt Mares' trickiness on that far side, mm. on, that, on that flank would have caused him more problems. But I was well and truly, that's why he gets paid to, to manage a football team. And I just sat on, yeah. I'll get on, I'll sat in the stands watching a game. But yeah, I can't complain. Yeah. You get me, everyone done the job to, 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 to a tee. And I like to say, I got a shout out again, the, the back four again, as you know, that Laporte-Diaz combination, Colossus at the back there, just absolutely it, no complete. Yeah. You know what, in it, Jay Motty, yeah, in it, my man, remember when Mike's, yeah, a few weeks ago was saying, yeah, do you know what, Laporte and Diaz are his guys rather than Stones, and he, 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 he called it, he, he was he was saying about Bernardo Silva in his midfield, he was saying about Laporte and, uh, and Diaz, and, you know, just from a United point of view, it, 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 it sickens me, it sickens me <laughs> to, see, to see this sort of performance and result from Manchester City, because this is what I was fearing, you know, yeah. like Mike just said it himself the other week, he said, we've not got going yet. And this is why mm. I was saying to you guys last week, you know, when City drop points, <laughs> we need to make we need to make sure we're not doing now. Obviously, this week that's all gone out the window. But last yeah, week, you yeah. know, when City drew, we had to, I was saying we have to make the most of it because they ain't gonna drop many points, this team wants to get going. Um, and it was interesting for me to see Foden and Grealish. I didn't see the game, obviously I've seen the highlights, but see Foden and Grealish lined up because I didn't know if they'd be able to play together. But obviously, you know, you took the game and chose you've played that way and I was just, you, you sort of answered the question, Mike, because I was thinking, you know, is there any sort of bittersweet feeling of why didn't we play like this in the Champions League? You know, why didn't we start? Is it Rodrigo? You were saying about 
But like, you know, you've sort of touched on it yourself that no two games are the same. Was there any part, you know, that feels like that? That's how you should have gone in the Champions League or just think, oh, yeah, maybe, so, maybe, he's, maybe he's learned from that, perhaps. So I, I, I did think on the day of the Champions League final, why isn't Fernandinho? I didn't think anything about Rodri because at that point in time, I thought Fernandinho was performing better. Right mm. now, or based on yesterday's performance, Rodri starts against PSG and probably starts against Liverpool um, in the next two games. Mm. So I, I definitely thought, why are we going in there with, 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 um, without uh, someone who's a traditional um, holding midfielder? Um, but what is interesting is, Godogan didn't play yesterday. And I don't know <laughs> what you're laughing at. You know why I'm laughing, bro? Because you've got a problem with Godogan, you. No, Do you get no, me? Like, but go on, go on, though. Land it, no land it, go on. See, but I've always thought, him and KDB in a midfield, it reduces the team a little bit. When we're playing against well, that's funny. Sides, well, that's funny, Mike, because last week, last week, and the last week or the week before, you were telling me about Gunnar cleverness around the box. That's yeah, what yeah, you told me. Cleverness around the box. So that's that was a question, a direct question about trying to get United, United, um, United, sometime ish stuff into a, a city winning League Eleven. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're making up words now, man. You're yeah, like, no. time is stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that, that was difficult. But in my personal opinion, I'd say, uh, what, was it, what I was interested in was seeing Foden play deeper. Because Foden got put deeper yesterday as well. Obviously, we had Bernardo in that deep role as well. He was seeing other players that traditionally play higher up the pitch. Pep decided to yeah. utilise him a bit a bit deeper. And, and I know some people have called out that Foden in a deeper role for England. I prefer him in a bit more of an advanced position. But like you said, the Greenish, the Greenish Foden combination. Yeah, yeah, it worked. To be fair, the Greenish Cancelo combination down that left hand side was what was was very appetising. Them two were just linking up well. Cancelo was immense. To be fair, but I've, I've, I've... bro, go on, bro. Now, I just to say, I've always, I've, as an attacking fullback, I just think he reminds me of a midfielder, his footwork, and that's why he, he, he handles and manipulates the ball. Defensively, he's not the greatest, but I'm, I, I, we had this with Kolarov when he used to play. I always said I was happy with Kolarov. A lot of City fans were, just because I know we'd have the ball for the majority of the game. So I was willing to sacrifice that little bit of a deficiency defending, because when we're going forward, he's had that left foot where he could just put it, put it where it needed to be. And it's a pretty much yeah. like Cancelo. He's a bit like that. Defensively, he could get found wanting at times. Even though, to be fair, some of his defensive work was pretty good yesterday. Uh, but against a proper, like, I'm worried against him against Mo Sarah last week because Mo Sarah's a runner, a different type of winger. So defensively, he may get caught. But going forward, I'll have him on that ball or in and around that box just as any of our attacking players can sell. I think he's that good. So, yeah. Nah, I rate him. On that. Yeah, I rate him. And both of you have kind of touched on the fold and Grealish thing because I think I tweeted about it. Um, about back in the summer, do you remember people were saying for England, Foden and Grealish can't play together, you need this, you need that. And I'm like, hold on a sec. These two are probably the most technically gifted players in this country, do you know what I mean? And Pep Guardiola, we always know how his teams play. So he was always going to do that. It's no surprise to me that the three English players that he's introduced to his team, what, John Stones, Jack Grealish, and Phil Foden from the academy, do you know what I mean? Like, these are technically gifted players. And when I seen them yesterday, you know what I mean? It was one of them, obviously... Foden didn't have his greatest game yesterday. Do you know what I mean? But he was still involved in everything that was going on, the strategy and the system. And them two together, I just think, can work. It's just about the coaching, in it? And City, when you watch City play and they play like that, all you see is coach. You just know that's the coach's print all over that team. Do you know what I'm saying, yeah. Dre? And then for United, when we watch Oli, 
it's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? so like, in like, terms of state, I, I can't, I can't, yeah, go I on, can't, Jay. You know, I know we'll get on to Ali in a bit, and I will, you know, I'll do what I yeah. do that. But this, like I was saying earlier about my fear, you know, I've seen City, we've had it, I've had it firsthand when City are on it, when they're on it, they're a different animal, they really are. And my hope, my hope was it might be a bit of a struggle this season for certain players to play well together. I was hoping that Fernandinho, I rate, I think Fernandinho has been one of the best signings any club has made in the Premier League over the last 20 years. I think he's been a phenomenal yeah. player. Honestly, yeah, I think real he has, do you know what I mean? And I, I'm not taking any pleasure in saying that, but he has. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. absolutely delivered. So I'm hoping, I was hoping when he, his sort of, you know, his his years were getting on, that you'd miss him and that the other kid, um, if it's Rodri or whoever else steps up, isn't going to be as good. But looking from yesterday, what I saw, it's all sort of clicking into place. And yeah, it, it worries me. It does. It, when I see a performance like that against the Chelsea team, who are title contenders, do you know yeah. what I mean? Let's have it right. Everyone was saying that. So let's not change our tune just because he got beat. They are title yeah. contenders and you dominate them. You dominate the ball. You pin them back against a team like Thomas Tuchel manages as well. You, that's worrying. From a yeah. from United point of view, I'm looking at that going, fucking hell. So <laughs> I, I'll, be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. The city in me still needs to see a, a... We need to do it over a, a course of a period. So as much as I enjoyed that yesterday, there's absolutely no way I'm getting carried away. Because we could lose yeah. to PSG on Wednesday, get hammered by Liverpool. And I'll be on here next week with a different tone. Not, not dramatically, because I still think I've seen enough yesterday to know... There's a definitely a 15 to 20 uh, game winning streak in this team still. It's still there. Yo, bro, that's the thing. That's the thing that City have got. They've got that streak in them where they can go 10 games unbeaten. Do you know what I'm saying? Conceding three goals or something what mad like it? that. What was it last, last you know season? Was it fucking 21 or something? Something really? mad like that, really? yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. And I like Jay said, in it? Like, once City get on the roll, you have to you have to pick up points when they when they fall or drop. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 where they're at. And I think yesterday was a big statement in it from Man City. Chelsea, on the other hand, it's a different story for them. But in terms of the, in terms of the match, in terms of Gabriel Jesus, what what did you want to say about Jesus, um, Mike? Nah, nah, I've said it before. So when as the game was going on, I thought he was doing well, and he was just yeah. doing what he does as Jesus. But he was getting the ball like in one v one moments, and I just feel. Mares would have had knees quaking. The ball, I just think he would have skipped past uh, Rudiger or, or, or Alonso a couple of times on that side, and it would have given Chelsea something else to think about. Like, oh my God, we need to double up out there, quick time, yeah. and it would have created space for others. And I think that sometimes when Mares is on it, that's what he brings in it. So that's what I wanted us for. Now get Mares out here, yeah. tear my man to bits and that. You get me? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that because Mares has Mares has left back's ankles clanking together sometimes, isn't it? Oh, you get me there, with his shoulder? Yeah. Now I hear that, but you know what? A little bit on, Go on. on the other side. I was, and to be fair, I've got. Do you know who I've got to give it to? Aspilicueta, because obviously, every time he's come up against um, a Stern or any of our left wings, that he rarely gets. I've seen it happen to him about once. And I think, what's this old man doing here? Grealish has got to be absolutely... <laughs> Yo, him, like, just... my man's a stalwart. He's yeah, a stalwart, him, you know? Holds his own. He does. I've got to give it to him. He does. He definitely holds his own. But to be fair, Reese James, to be fair, that was becoming a bit of a tussle with Grealish and him on that side early doors. But obviously, uh, Reese James bailed. I'm only joking, Chelsea fans. He got injured. Um, <laughs> And you know, nah, but you know what? I seen I, I seen a ball go up to Lukaku. I see it fly off his kneecap or something. My lad, I thought, nah, Diaz has got you in his pocket today, lad. Do you get me? We know Lukaku can be dangerous sometimes, but but when you see certain things like that in the game and that, like, nah, 
And Werner just runs about in it, really. Do you know what it? Do you know what it is though, uh, lads? And I said this to you a few weeks ago. This is what Chelsea have to be mindful of with Lukaku. Lukaku bangs in goals, and this season it might. You don't, you don't know how it's going to pan out the title race this season. It might come down to how the top four have done against each other. You know, it might mm. be. Like, I've said, I said, I said earlier on. I don't think this is going to be a 98, 97 point season for the ti- for the, the title winners. I think it might be a little bit closer because you've got three or four teams that are in it rather than just two. And what yeah. was, what, what, you know, when it comes down to these games, when it is like, you know, the Audi City get on against the Scousers or against Chelsea or, or United, or whatever, you need big game players. Now, Lukaku bangs in goals left, right, and centre, but his record in the Premier League against the top teams is awful. It really is. And he needs yeah. to step up there. That's the one big criticism I can have around Lukaku. I just, just, just remember, have we got this on record? Because when he scores at all, yeah. I am going to be right back on it. Mate, I've been, you've got this on record. You've got this on record going back to 2017. I've been saying this about Robert Believe me. And it was just my luck. He'll bang in an at-trick at Old Trafford. But, you know, I think I said it to you you guys. Um, you, you know, remember against City, he set up two goals for City in the derby. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I know like, I've been a little bit harsh there on him because he was, you know, they were from corners or whatever. But his record for, for United, I think he scored one goal against the top six in one season. Uh, and I think it was the same the next season or even worse. You saw it. The, there was a stat the other day about that was his first goal at Stamford Bridge. Now, this is a guy that's been playing in the Premier League on and off for like, what, seven years? And he's, he's only ever scored once at Stamford Bridge, which was a little bit sort of, you know, of an eye-opener, especially, you know, I know he's only not played there a lot for Chelsea because he was on loan a lot, wasn't he? But he has played there. So that's the one thing yeah. that I'd be mindful for from if I was a Chelsea fan. If it does come to these big games, these top four teams playing each other, Lukaku needs to fix up because his record just isn't good enough. Yeah, no, I hear that still. Do you know what I mean? But do you know what? One thing I want to take um, and move on to the next bit of this chat is like, I seen Lavia, Romeo Lavia on the bench there, Mike. She get me for City. And he kind of struck a chord with me in it because in midweek, City played Wickham, battered Wickham. Do you know what I mean? 6 1. But it was interesting the team that Pep put out. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to talk about the CFA a, li- a little bit, which is the City Football Academy. And it was good to see some of the youths against Wickham in the League Cup because we're, over the years, we've always seen the League Cup as a kind of a, a competition to blood the youths, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it was good to see them. And obviously, he went with a, um, a five five youths played, Egan Riley, Burns, Mbete, Joshua Wilson, Esbran and Levio. And obviously, he had the front five with Kevin De Bruyne, Mares, and whoever else up there doing the thing folding and that. So how did you, uh, like, as a City fan, yeah, watching that, like, was you thinking, right, do you know what, yeah? There's two or three out of here that I can see being in being in Pep's team in two years' time or in a year's time or whatever. Or is is it more a case of right? You know what? Foden's just a special one. All these other ones, yeah, they're good and all that, but they're gonna have a football career. But it's not gonna be at City. How did you see it, Mike? And who who, who stood out for you? So there were some good performances, like you say, that Wilson as Brandon. He, he, to be fair, he was fantastic on the night. Um, but let's just get this right. A few, a few, a few facts straight there. So we played against Wickham in it, and yeah, a lot of them kids are played it. So they're in the EFL Cup in it. So on the same night we played Doncaster, obviously, and most of them, if that were on the same night, most of them would have been playing against Doncaster, which are in the same league as Wickham. So they are already playing at that level. So I would not, I weren't getting too over. Like, wow, look yeah. what we've got here and this, that, the other. And like you see, if you go back to the charity shield, I know it's only the charity shield, but it's still a, a, um, a, a game against a Premier League team. We had that um, Endosi out there and Cole Palmer performing. So, and yeah. so I was a little bit surprised to see Cole Palmer on the bench because obviously he came on early, he um, did we play first at home. I think it was Norwich. He came on in that game and at the moment he seems like 
the next one off the off the off the cart kind of thing. So and yeah, yeah I, th- I think he's a good player. And like I say, he came on on the bench against Wickham as well, and, and he, he scored as well. So that was good. Another local lad. But in terms of the youth team and that FCFA in a whole, so I'm not as hung up as as others as we need to get as many of these in the first team as possible, in it. Like, and, and yeah. I think it, that rarely happens, in it. So at the mm. moment, we've still got a young Phil Ford in there, and we had last year we had um, that Tommy Doyle and um, and Harold Bellis coming through. Now they're gone out on loan, and I was thinking myself today, yeah. And this is a question for you guys at City. Usually, when a player goes out on loan, it's curtains for them. I just do not see them. Yeah, yeah. I've seen players like for other teams go out on loan, come back, and then get at least one year to try again. But at City, for some reason, I can't. I was thinking, who has actually gone out on loan and come back and thought, right, he's got a goal this year, he's got, he's going to get a chance this year. It just doesn't happen. So hopefully, that's not the case for Harold Bell because he looked like a decent setter back. Um, so for me, the whole point of the CFA is to produce footballers, isn't it? Whether they play for City or not. Um, yeah. I, I'm not at as hard. Well, obviously, that's a, a nice cherry on top. But at the moment, that CFA is making money to ensure to, for the club. It's another income stream. Um, so it's not a wasted, we've got a nice shiny little stain in there for kids. The guys there are getting good experience, training with world-class players. And at the moment, this year, if, if, you, if you're telling me to, to to commit to a statement, I think probably Cole Palmer's going to get the, more, the most games out of those, those kids from what well, I've seen. I, I... Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you, innit? Like, as I read when I watch City and watch the kids certain times and that, I see Cole Palmer. And you know what? Big up Wivenshaw, you know, because Wivenshaw seems to be producing some ballers out here. We get the big up yeah. Rashford, you know what I'm saying? And Cole yeah, Palmer's coming through and that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all tight Wivenshaw, you know what I'm saying? Button lane that's, and that. that. That's what I like. Come on. All my, all my kids were born in Wivenshaw, so it's all good. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's I don't know what's in the water in, in, yeah, man. in the One thing, though, from United point of view, it's easy to look at and go, City, this, that and the other, but we should be doing that. Why haven't we got a stadium? You know, I've, we have to yeah. go down to Cramington or we go down to Lee Sports Village to watch our under-23s or our academy, and I don't think that's good enough. I think that we yeah. should have a designated stadium. And you know what? I've spoken about this on, on Stratford Paddock. I wouldn't even care if it was like the, the Sainsbury's Arena or whatever. Or yeah. I wouldn't yeah. give a toss as long as it was built and it was there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to go and get Coca-Cola to sponsor it, I'm not even bothered. I just think we should have a designated ground where the academy and the youngsters can play. Well, Jay. Well, Jay. We should do that, especially with our history with, the, with the, our academy as well. Yeah, but let, let me ask you a question. But be honest, what? though, yeah? Before yeah. you saw City have that stadium, was you yeah. thinking United kids should have a stadium? Or is it because we've seen City have that stadium now we're thinking, rah, what's this? And now we're thinking, rah, how can they have that? But we don't, no. and we're Man United. Is that How did it go it's, for you? For me, it's, it's been a bit of a bugbear. I'm not just saying this. It's been a bugbear for yeah. a while of mine. Because like, I'm one of them, I do go to, like, to go to academy games. when I, I used to go quite a lot. I used to go yeah. to the under-23s, you know, putting the kids in the car and driving out to Lee Sports Village. It's not that far. And, you know, they might build a stadium that far away. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. But sharing a stadium and changing the stadium and moving around and not being able to go because it's at Carrington and all that sort of stuff. I just think for a club the size of Manchester United, we are, you know, yeah. we talk about Manchester United being one of the biggest clubs in the world and all this other stuff. And you look at the clubs that we compare ourselves to, the Real Madrid's, the Barcelona's, the Juventus's, the Bayern Munich's. You know, if you, you want to be at that level and you want to sort of have those conversations and be in that mix, you have to perform or sort of have the standards that those clubs have. Now, our academy, we always say that our academy to us is something special because of the Busby Bays, because we've got this record of 83 years where we've always had an academy player in the squad. It's something that the club are rightfully proud of. Then why are we not 
treating our academy like it's special then? Why are we treating it like... I'm not saying we, think we don't treat our youngsters well, because I think there's a lot of good things that go on in our academy. But why? For all the money we've got, and I know we're in debt and all that, but that's a different story. We've got enough money where we could have that stadium, where we could do things to the best of our ability, because that's what you should be doing with that academy. And let's have it right. We rely on a lot of these players coming through the academy. Where would United be this season even if it weren't for Mason Greenwood? I shudder to think. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to well, get the best that's the, yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because obviously, obviously when you drive down around East Manchester and all that, Ashton, Ashton Road and all them areas there, and you see the stadium, you think, wow, do you know what? The shakes and that and City, they've built something like proper. It looks shiny, but mm-hmm. Mike's, is it just for show? Or is now, it, like well, you said, eh? can't just be for show? Because if we look at it now, we've got... If Pundit, you tell me you were the current under-18 champions. City. You were the under-23s current champions. Here we go. <laughs> City. So, and you were the current Premier League champions. Yes, yeah, City, bro. What, you're hitting me right now, you know. So, so the point I'm getting to is, it's actually working in its own right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's the part where the these guys go on that journey and go from the 18s to the 23s to the first team. Mm. Only Do you think there's a connection there, though, Mike, with what you've said? Do you think there's a connection with the under-18s, the under-23s and the Premier League champions all being champions? Do you think there's like a... Yeah, I think... Where there is a connection? They all play a similar way. Yeah. A lot of them train together. So a lot of the under-18s actually train with the first team anyway. Um, And same with the under-23s. A lot of them all (laughs) train together. Do you know know what? It reminds me, right? When I was a reporter, we covered a game. It was was victim support, right? Playing a a charity match against the Manchester City eleven, right? You know, um, for, for charity... Yeah. And City City brought down like a load of their youngsters to play in this game. Bro, they were like the best players I've ever seen. They were amazing, <laughs> right? It was 11 nil at half time against victim support. Victim support were like these like receptionists and these ex coppers and all that. It was a charity game. <laughs> like, like, they had to have a word with him and tell them to chill out a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, I hear that. Because you had like like you know, 40-year-old men marking this 18-year-old who's just rapid. Running past it every five <laughs> seconds. Honestly, it was sick. But no, you know, I, I know the city have got the academy, and city do do it differently. I know, you know, me and you were chatting the other week, and you was like, "Oh, you're having a dig." I wasn't having a dig about city don't have lots of players through their academy in the first team. It's not a dig. That's just not their thing. Where they've always gone, right? We're going to put players in the academy, especially when you look at you know the investment they've got in the first team. So I don't really well, think Jay- it's a thing where they're desperate to put players in the first team. I just don't think that is a thing with City. I might be wrong, but I th- it's I not think, something I think I've that, seen. I think that is a, I think that is a um, what's the word? A dream or an ideology? I think. Yeah. Want to get that, but I think before that, which I am fully on board with, is being successful. Yeah, so, no, fair enough. Fair enough. I, think I, th- I get that one. So you know, and, and Chelsea, Chelsea do a similar. Chelsea have done a similar thing. I think you and Chelsea like have shared the. Is it the FA you've caught? I've won it quite a lot, haven't you? I know Chelsea won it. I'm either wrong. Chelsea, sorry. Final every year. Sorry. Yeah, Chelsea have dominated that because they do a lot. Chelsea. Do you remember when Chelsea had that transfer ban and there was like 63 players they had out on loan? Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that and thinking it was a misprint. Like thinking (laughs) we got that wrong. They can't yeah, nah, but you know what though? But they did have like four teams out on loan. Yeah, but we've got to check it out. Yeah. Just how much of a hustle this is, because think about it, right? City have built a stadium, they've built a college or whatever it is around there, yeah. They've built yeah, things yeah. like so when when they want to sign a kid from Brazil or when they want to sign a kid from Spain or whatever it is, and they bring the parents over, they bring the kid over, they're gonna be amazed in it. Now, 
imagine like the kid that they're bringing over from Spain, for example. He might never play for Manchester City first team, you know. But what he does, once they get him in the academy, that's money to them because they can feed him out to their feeder club. They can put him somewhere else, and eventually he's gonna get bought. Do you understand me? And that, who was that Turkish guy you got, Mike's? Was it Unai? Unai, Unai Emre. What's his name? Not Unai Emre. That's yeah, Unai. Unai. Former Arsenal gaffer. Talking about. I know you. You know what I'm talking about, innit? And you sold him. You sold him for what? Eleven milos, something mad like that. Anyway, well, never yeah. kicked a football for Manchester City, innit? So what they've set up, they've set up an infrastructure for so the kids can come and get their education, get good facilities. And you know what? When you got good facilities, like you were saying, Jake United have slapped a bit because once you get good facilities, it enhances your sport. You know what I mean? Your sporting knowledge, your education, and it gets the best out of your potential, innit? But obviously, think... when I was watching, sorry, when I was watching the match the other day. And obviously, Mendy's in pen. So this other kid has now got an opportunity in it. Joshua Wilson, Esbrand at left back. And I thought, Do you know what? It's good. But will, will he really make it at City, in it? But is it is it something that we should look down on and think, nah, he's not going to make it so it's bad? Nah, because in my head, I think the academy theory is a myth anyway. Because I don't think academies are there purely just to put players in your first team. I think they're there to produce professional footballers, isn't it? And there's only a small percentage of players that are going to make it anyway to any professional clubs first team that come through a professional Premier League academy. Do you get me? Do you know what a lot of people forget this with United Academy? Yeah. Is how many players go from United Academy into the Premier League. There's so yeah, many exactly. players that go. People just think, you know, it's, it's either it's either the first team United or bust. And loads of players, yeah. especially under Fergie, you know, you had like, you know, you still got it now. You look like, like some Michael Keenan players like that who've come through through our academy. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not always like a case of... of you, you go, you're going to get into the, the first team. Obviously, you know, that's the ultimate goal for, I think, any of these players that go to a club like United yeah. or, or City or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it, it it's another sort of thing where you look at that, you look at the, the scouts just do it very well, don't they? They'll move on players, you know, the mm, likes yeah. of Palanque and Jordan Ibe or whatever for, yeah. for, for, for 18 million. But you think you move on a couple of them each summer and that lets you bring in a 30, 40 million pound player, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's like... Well, well, makes, well do you know what, Jay? business sense... That's a good point that you make because when Pep signed Greenish, that's what he said, isn't it? He said, obviously, we've mm. sold about £60 million worth of talent. Do you get me? To, and that pays for most of Greenish's fee. Do you get me? So, I mean, it all exactly. My, my problem with when he said that, I wasn't even, I don't mind that. I just don't think he needs to explain himself. People know Man City yeah. spend money. He's just got to fucking deal with it. And I say that as a United fan, it's just one of those things yeah. to deal with. Do you know what I mean? And nah, for real. About it. Nah, for real. But anyway, hopefully, a lot of the youngsters, especially the lap, he's a striker, isn't it, Mike? So, are you feeling the lap or what? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see him get a bit more of a run out. That's why I, I was surprised you were with that Wigan in that Wigan, um, not Wigan. When we played Wickham the other day, I'm surprised you were involved in that. Uh, but I do you know what I think it was that, and this is going to sound no disrespect to Wickham Wanderers whatsoever. I think Pep was given an opportunity to those that weren't as close as others. So you I know think- what though. You know what, though? The man them on Twitter was saying, obviously, my man's been injured in it. And obviously, he's not come back. So he went with the under-21s instead because he's just come back from injury or something. So they're saying, oh, he weren't really fit enough to play to play a match like that. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm more thinking, so like, obviously, we went with a strong um, attacking lineup anyway. But I'm thinking of your Palmers and your Macatees. Yeah, I like Macatee, by the way. They're probably seen as more, as the, as the, as the kind of the shining lights in that, in that youth team, aren't they? So... Mm. They, they, so the lap Macatee and that and, and Palmer they're kind of seen as the guys in that but they didn't play so it was interesting and he, and he also used Endosi as I said in the charity shield but he didn't in the community shield sorry but he didn't bring him along for this one so I think he saw Wickham we'll see what he does against West Ham because I think I think a lot of them will still be in and around and involved to be honest with you 
Yeah, no, nah, I hear that. I'm glad you mentioned him. Um, I don't know. We got, I don't know. I don't know who West Ham knocked out in the last round, by the way. But I know. That's, yeah, yeah, this guy's a joke. It's one of those things, man. I don't. I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of them things. But listen, Mike, thanks for bringing us on to United because you know what, yeah? That result yesterday, Jay Martin, well, top. Why? You know Mate. what, yeah? Uh, I was watching it, you know, and I was one thinking day. to myself. <laughs> you know, you know me, mate. I'm like a I'm not overly positive, but I'm certainly like I've shown a lot of faith in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I, you know, I've always said yeah. he's, he's sort of each season I've said at the end of the season. The first season when he came in as caretaker, I said he's earned the right to, to have a full season. The next season when we finished third, I thought he's done enough to give himself another season. Last season when we finished second, I said this season he deserves the end of the season. But he's not doing himself any favours. And if he keeps getting results like that, he is going to be under pressure because we've lost three games now. Now, yeah. OK, you can look at it one way and go, well, one point off the top of the table, so it's not all doom and gloom. But you've got Villarreal coming up. You've got Everton coming up. We, we lost in the Champions League already, so you need to beat Villarreal. We need to get a result, get going in the Champions League. And you don't be losing, losing two home games on the spin against the likes of Villa and Everton. And yesterday, against Aston Villa, was probably as bad as we've played under Ole, I think. Genuinely. Yeah. We were, we were yeah. shocking. You know, you were talking before about patterns of play and tick attack and all this stuff. Yeah. There was no patterns of play from Manchester United. There was no... I, I was, at one point, I was at the game and me and my friend were talking and were saying, I've not seen us string four passes together so far. Bro, this was at half time. Yeah, We'd gone an entire half and I've not seen like four passes strung together. We, were, we just weren't at it at all. And I couldn't, I couldn't name practically all the all the team. I don't even like singling anyone out. There's, yes, there's mitigating circumstances. You know, you lost two of your back four. Shaw goes off and Maguire goes off. So that's going to affect you. But there's no excuses. You look at the Aston Villa team and I don't pick one of them that gets in our starting 11. Not one. Do you know what I mean? Like, some of them have struggled to get on our bench and we just, it, we look like no, yo, whoa, a team whoa, whoa. that was just Douglas Louise and that could get in our midfield, maybe, you know? Maybe, maybe. I've heard people saying that. Scott McGinn, yeah, maybe, maybe. Not Scott McGinn, uh, John McGinn, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, you Ma- make Matty there. Cash might take Aaron Wambasaka's oh, spot, you know? Oh, I don't know. I, you know what? It's weird with Aaron Wambasaka because... <laughs> this is how bad it was yesterday. It's not like he played well, but I don't think that was one of his worst games. And he wasn't so one of his worst players. Go on to that. So don't, don't you think Tyrell Mings is like... Harry oh, McCoy? God, no. 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 Right, just no, him, just no, 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 Mike, <laughs> Mike. Guy said I will Mings. on this hill. It's, uh, honestly, Tyrone <laughs> Mings is bang average, bro. Seriously. He's physical. He's got a half-decent read in the game, but he's a thug. And he's not anything special at all. Seriously. So I, would, I, would genuinely, I would genuinely rather have Eric Bailly or Victor Lindelof over Tyrone Mings. He would be our fifth choice. He just about gets in ahead of Phil Jones for me. Seriously. <laughs> I, not, you know, Matty Cash, I'll argue, yeah, there's a case. Louise, McGinn, I get you. Mings, forget that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, you, know when, you, know, you know when the Euros? Remember the Euros when Harry Maguire couldn't start the Euros? And, and Tyrone Mings started against Scotland? And yeah. And people going, Harry Maguire don't need to come into this team. And Harry Maguire came into the team and straight away you saw the difference because he can... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maguire's a different level to him, isn't it? Maguire's a different level. People lose their mind with Mings. It's one player I have never got. I never got it. 
when, when he was. Uh, well, you know what it is, yeah. Overall, overall, he, he yeah. United. Un- he kept go on. Yesterday, just to put that in there. But okay, go on. Sorry, Pundi. <laughs> I've just told you we were rubbish, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you've got oh yeah, well, Mings kept a clean sheet. Listen, I'll tell you what, Mike's, you would have kept a clean sheet in that defence yesterday for Aston Villa. <laughs> we were shocking, seriously. Yeah. But you know what, yeah, overall, yeah, United need a coach. And when I say coach, I don't just mean a guy that's just going to come in there and and, 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 and just be a, a little bit better than all. I'm talking about a coach, someone who has a system, someone who has yeah. a belief, someone who knows how to do patterns, someone who, who can develop these, these young guys, you get me? Because I'm looking at Oli there and I'm watching him staring at the players and I'm watching him staring down the pitch and I'm looking like, Oli, rip off your blazer, yeah? Get in that technical area, yeah? And start doing some damn coaching, bro. You get me? You stood there like an idiot. Do you understand me? Like, this is Aston Villa at home. Young boys away from home, yeah? Right? There's no in-game tactical management going on. Do you understand? Then you've got West West Ham in the cup at home again. Do you understand? Yeah. Nothing going on. And then you're looking at Villa and you're thinking, hold on a sec. Sancho was brought, was actually bought to unlock these kind of games. You've oh, got Van der Beek on the bench. Go on. And I was just going to ask, who's the guy usually, on, I'm sorry, I don't know all the United coaches, who's the guy that's usually on the sidelines with the pad with things written down? Kieran McKenna's usually the, the, the Did guy. Did on the pad yesterday, you know? Right. Listen, <laughs> so, you know what that brings? That brings back memories of, do you remember who was it? Was it Steve Round and David Moyes with the, with the pad? Yeah. The pad and all that. The pad. Nah, there's no there's idea. Be at, at Goodison. Yeah, there's no there's ideas no going on, bro. There's no ideas yeah. going on in it. And obviously, you've got two technical players there on the bench in terms of Sancho and Van der Beek. Yeah, of course, if you've got options, yeah, you're going to have to leave players out. I get that. But when you look at the team and you think, hold on a second, the players in front, Mason, Pogba, Bruno, Ronaldo, these are not guys, yeah, that want the ball booted to them. They want precise balls into their feet. You've got a midfield, yeah, and you know what I, hey, you know McTominay in front, you know what they mean to me, you know, I, I don't <laughs> like him, bro. Do you get me? Didn't Seriari's top last season top goal scorer start yesterday? Yeah, yeah, but he did start. Yeah, honestly, but... right, Mike. You know what I was saying to you about you could have been in that defense. It doesn't matter if Cristiano Ronaldo or anyone who was up front yesterday. The service to him wasn't good enough. Mason and I, I it's weird with Mason because you could argue he was our best player. I thought he was our most lively, but he was he wasn't passive. When he was getting like within 30, 40 yards of goal, he had one thing on his mind, and I could see Ronaldo getting very frustrated with it. I, I'm so gonna ask just... you a question on that, Jay. Go on. Do you think? Because I've noticed uh, it's a good thing that me, uh, um, Greenwood's got a confidence in his game. Do you yeah. believe yeah. he starts believing he's the most effective in that line? That's going to be a pattern in terms of, I'm the guy up here, so I don't care who's caught. You know what, Mike? Send that question my way. I'll answer it for you. Go on. <laughs> go on. Go on, right. go on I, I think, yeah, that... I think he should have that. And the reason why I'm saying I think he should have that, because when you look at all the best players in the world, they have this desire and hunger and character and a bit of arrogance about them. Do you get me? So Mason being that guy, yeah, and thinking that he's that guy, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, that's a bit different to maturity in his game and his development. He's going to have to develop certain things where he knows, you know what, if I'm in, if, if, if there's a, a better opportunity for the team to score, I've got to lay it across five yards yeah. for my man. Do you understand me? But as himself, as a personal like character trait, if he thinks he's the man, regardless whether Ronaldo's there, regardless whether Pogba's there, oh, I love that. That, that to me, okay. is a killer. That's no a proper killer, that to me. No problem. No problem. I, um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a bit embarrassing for me to, to sit here and say this. You know, like Mason was probably our most effective player, our best player. Or, you know, you go look at the West Ham game, it was the same in the League Cup. Mason was the only one who, I thought, maybe Jesse, uh, but could, I, 
sort of leave the pitch with a head held high that did himself justice. You talk about a 19 year old kid in a team full of absolute superstars and 80, yeah. 70 million pound players, and he's the one that's that's standing out. So, no, in answer to your question, you know, I don't mind that at all. I think yesterday there was probably one or two where we could have laid it off to an hour away. You're looking, yeah, yeah, that, that was a yeah. bit too greedy, but I don't mind that. And I'm glad he's not suffering with any sort of, oh, I've got Ronaldo next to me. I better just give him the ball all the time. He just needs to get a bit of balance because I think if he if he looks up a little bit more than he did, that'll benefit the team. But Mason Green was not the problem at Manchester United at all. He's he's the he's the opposite of the problem at Manchester United. The problem is as as you both sort of alluded to, especially you pundit, is this sort of lack of cohesion. Is it coaching? Probably. Yeah. That that has to come into it because I'm seeing some of the best players in the world in their position. You know, you can argue that you know Rafael Varane is one of the best defenders on the planet. You could argue that Paul Pogba is one of the best midfielders. Bruno Mason Green was one of the best young ta- attackers. R- Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, is a contender for the greatest of all time. Yet they look like they just met each other that morning. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, doesn't matter yeah. how good you are. You have to have a system. You have to have a, 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 a some tactics, a style of play. And you've got players like your McGinns, like your Louises, like your, you know, um, Danny Ingses getting past you and, and, and making things happen. And listen, you know, you were talking about Cancelo earlier and it sort of reminded me, you know, Cancelo got injured, didn't he? Was it COVID in the in the Euros? Yeah, yeah. He all goes the logos and takes his place. Does okay for me. Does okay. Doesn't set the world alight. I think, he, you know, he did all right from what I saw. And people are going, get him in the team, get him in the team now. Da, 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 da. And there's this thing at United, because some of our players aren't performing to the levels we want, we think anyone else will be an improvement. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the logo as a person, right? We've had messages off him on the channel. He's a good kid, but he's not the answer because yesterday, some of the t- some of his passing was just beyond atrocious. So if we're not going to have Am- Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Diogo Dolo isn't the answer. We need to start looking at. I don't yeah, know. well, he's, I mean, I, yeah. so just on that. That was not the one. I, 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 put, I put it there before I try and give it the old lack of creativity. Then went straight to your two defensive midfielders. But I, I'm seeing. So I understand Greenwood, Fernandez, Pogba, Ronaldo starting. How much more do you want? Yeah, I, I don't understand why. You... Yeah, but hold on. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but mate, you right. You got to look at it though. Those four front guys that you just named, yeah, need servicing. Like if you look at City yesterday with Grealish, Foden, Jesus, yeah, for example, and then behind them they've got KDB, Bernardo, and Rodri. Those are three guys that are going to support those those front three guys, and that's what you do at United. You've got McTominay and Fred yeah. who can't can't pass forward, can't play a good forward pass. That's regularly, consecutively. Do you understand me? They're not good defensively and they're not good offensively. So you're left with nothing. So what happens is Mason collecting the ball on the half on the halfway line. But do you not think say that again? Do you not think part of Oli tactics are just to get it to the front four and let's see what happens? You know, rather right, and that's why, and that's why, right, and that's why I'm saying United need a coach because you've got to know what plays you're dealing with. It's all about cohesion. How can you put guys like Mason and Sancho with Wambasako, Wambasako? Sancho at Dortmund, yeah, did his thing with Hakimi and them guys, footballers. Do you understand? Like, so Walker does his thing with with Mares and whoever's on the right hand side because he knows how to play in the final third with them guys. Wambasaka's a defensive fullback. Do you understand? So for him to work with the guy in front of him, Trent, he works with Salah, Robertson, he works with Marnie. Do you understand? Like last season, which was pretty good, was Shaw and Rashford. They had a link up, they had a connection, and Oli. In the in the center of the party, listen, that's your engine room. Yeah, your car ain't going nowhere if you've got a water leak. Do you understand? I mean, it's not going nowhere. You can have as many alloys on it as you want, and that's what you're talking about, Mike. You're talking about the alloys, Ronaldo and Bruno and Pogba and Sancho. Yeah, the nice, the 
the nice players. Well, if your engine room isn't correct and isn't sorted out, you're going nowhere fast, mm-hmm. innit? And it's that's, and that's exactly what's fucking... going on. There's one thing, no, we didn't. There's one no, thing, like, we got two injuries in defence um, with Shaw and, and Maguire both getting injured. And then his, his tactical change was to take McTominay off. McTominay as well. And I, you know, I, I'm not as big, big a critic as, as Pudnit is of Scott McTominay. <laughs> I, I, can't I think, I think I've, we've had this discussion. I think he might have a different level to go. But yesterday was probably his worst game for a long time. He, he looked knackered. I don't know whether it's fitness or whatever, but he wasn't good enough. He came on off for uh, Cavani. That was the tactical change. So and wait, are you telling me your eighty million pound signing was sat in his tracksuit all game? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, that's what you're hearing, bro. That's what went down. He was sat there on the bench, looking at looking at the flipping Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson stand. That's what he was doing. Sat there, I think, bro. I think the thing is as well, the two things aren't mutually exclusive. Yes, you can blame Oli Gunnar Solskjaer for the tactics, and you can, and you can also say that we need someone. You know, you've just been waxing lyrical about Rodri and how he's done that job, sat in front of the midfield uh, defense. Sorry giving it to your, your, your star men to do the bits. We haven't got someone like that at the minute and it, it hurts us. And I'm not saying yeah. that you can't still challenge because we've got enough good signings and we finished second last season that I expect this team to challenge. But there's no doubt in my mind that we are going to struggle if we're relying on McFred. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. I, so this is where I think... So, Jay, this is where I think good old pundit is confused, isn't it? Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard, you heard me. You used to have Go Pogba on, sat there doing that. You used to have Pogba sat there doing that job, and he was good enough, lads. Because I keep hearing we can't. Because Pogba what? used to play in that deep role, get on Mate, the ball, but... and things were happening. And then all mm. of a sudden, now all his flips it gone the other way, gone Matt Fred, and now that's a problem. You confused pundit, man. What talks you should? Be no, no, no. Yeah, Mike, check it. <laughs> you know I'm not confused because listen, I'm telling you now, yeah. I've been banging on this about this for ages. Yeah, United have had how? Oli's had how many transfer windows? Six. He's not bought a midfielder. P- Pogba, yeah, as play central can play central, but you need that. You need something around him that's going to supplement his game. Do you understand? It's not going to work. So something? obviously now, yeah. It, well, it's number one, it's legs. Number one, it's intelligence. Number one, it's somebody who who, who knows the game inside out. Because guess what? Whoever Pogba's played with, whether it's at France or Juventus, they've been experienced and they've known the game. And the one thing you can't put Pogba next to McTominay and then, man, you can't do it. Do you understand? Now, Pogba, anyway, has not really played central for Man United properly for the last 12 months. Do you understand? He's been playing on the left, inside left, which he was kind of doing for Juventus, even though they played a slightly different system, in it? So it's about building the team and knowing what you're doing. And that kind of leads us on to the next point of Oli's comments, because he was talking about oh, penalties and all this and rare, 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 and a certain manager this. And I heard that, you know, when I thought. So Oli's trying to be a warmonger now. Yeah, Oli, you're not a warmonger. You're a nice guy. You get me? Like, so I'm listening to him and he said a certain manager. And all of a sudden, since a certain manager said something, the penalty situation with United has changed. And I thought to myself, hold on a sec. If you're going to drop something psychological, yeah, rule number one, you do not let your enemy feel like they've got power and have any effect on your team. Do you understand? So all he's putting it out there that Klopp's got this power to say something and all of a sudden it's affecting Manchester United. To me, that was a dumb, idiot move. Do you understand me? As a manager of Man United, you've got to know the art of war. And that's a, he was trying to engage in a psychological war in it. And to me, it made himself look like a fool because Oli was probably, I mean, Klopp was probably in Liverpool with his shirt off, with his chest puffed out, laughing his head off. Do you understand? So for me, I don't know how you saw that, Jay, but from how I saw it, I, I, I were happy with it, me personally. I didn't mind it, I'll be honest with you, right? Because I was a little bit annoyed because I think there was a, there was deflection from Klopp the only the, I'll get to Oli in a minute. Was, when Klopp did it, I think I might be wrong here. Was it after the Southampton defeat? 
where uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, can't I think lost game, South I can't remember or he might have been a game, but he randomly came out of it about United, you know, like oh United get all these penalties yeah. and we're like it wasn't a United, it wasn't we Liverpool weren't playing United. And I was like, yeah. really, just deflecting from the fact that you, you're in a, having a bit of a bad spell of it. But since he said that, you know, the, the amount of penalties we've got has gone down. Now, I'm not saying the two are related, but last couple of weeks, you've seen a few decisions going where you think, especially the one at, um, I always say, Upton Park at the London Stadium, you could take your pick from either Kufal or, or Zuma, which one of them on Ronnie should have been a penalty. But there's definitely a thing where you think we're not getting some of the decisions that we should be getting. Now, all he's decided to obviously name check Klopp, Part of me is thinking, you know what, Klopp came out and said it, you've got your right to reply, but my, my, my main thing with that is maybe reply at the time, you know, like when he says it, then go mm. after him and say, I'm going to minute, you worry about your own team, let me worry about Manchester United. And I think he may have said something, I can't remember exactly what Ali sort of re- replied about it, but then like, you know, six months down the line or whatever, you're bringing it up. On top of that, yesterday after the game, I saw Ali was talking about, you know, their goal was offside. Um, they were doing bits to put off Bruno for the penalty. Now, Fergie used to be the master in, of, of, of having a word about referees and things like that. And it's all well and good. But the best time to do that is when you're winning. Genuinely. Yeah. If you're winning yeah, football matches yeah. and you're going, do you know what? You know, we won. Because Pep does it. And I've been in press conferences when Pep's done it. Where they've won matches and gone and he's called out a decision or whatever. You know, yeah. Klopp does it whether they win or lose or draw, he'll call out things. Klopp blames everything. You've seen him blame the length of grass and just nonsense. Yeah, like that. yeah, and, yeah. All kinds of madness. Yeah, but if you're losing matches and you blame things like that, you look silly. If you're winning and you're going, listen, we won, but we won despite the referee or decisions not going our way. It doesn't look like sour grapes. It just looks like, yeah, something's not going down too well. When you're in a bad time of it, which we are in a minute, Manchester United, in, you know, in the context of things, three defeats so far this season it's probably not the best time to start throwing shots because then it looks a little bit like you're rattled. Do you know what I mean? As the kids yeah, say. No, but that's so even yeah, though that's like, Scousers, if, if Liverpool manager says something about United, I want to hear my manager sticking up for us. I just feel at this time now, it is a little bit worrying because it feels a little bit like this narrative is forming, that Ollie's under pressure and that pressure's getting to him. Yeah, and that's and that's what you can't do, isn't it? You can't you can't allow your enemy or your rival or whoever it is, you have to feel like they've got an effect on you, innit? So Oli's yeah. gotta be stronger than that, do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I said, he's yeah, a nice yeah. guy, you know what I mean? So yeah, but um one thing that we we wanna touch on before we head off and flipping, Martial, yeah, because he's been getting a lot of stick, do you know what I mean? Like obviously Mike's my I've I have i have had conversations with Mike over the past year and I've said to Mike, listen, yeah, everybody's in the, the Martial house after last season. They're jumping up and down, raving and all that. I'm not in the house. I'm at the front door. Yeah. And I'll turn around and walk up the garden path. You understand? And and uh, what I've done, I've turned around and I've walked up the garden path. I've seen enough. Do you get me? Like, obviously I, body language doesn't really mean much to me as such because people have different body languages in it. And that's just the way it is. But is he, is he the number nine that's going to win Man United a title? I don't think so. So if that's not the case, he shouldn't be having the number nine. The shirt's a heavy shirt. And I look at him and I think to myself, he's lost his identity. He doesn't know what he is. And there might be many factors for that. It could be managers moving in position. It could be himself within his own head. Do you know what I mean? He's had an injury. Ibevimovic come, took his shirt. Then he got the number nine. Then um, Cavani came. CR7 is the striker now. So it could be all sorts of things going on in his head. But I just picture Martial at Lyon and I can't get it out of my head. That's where I picture him to get me. On his day, when he's wiggling his hips and he's dribbling and all that, he's a class player. But those so, two days are too, so, are too, too uh, far. Yeah, to me. You're right. I've, I've heard all this from you before. And Memphis, yeah. we're playing in Barcelona, one of the best clubs in the world. So let's just 
get that right. Memphis Depay. Oh, hold on. It doesn't end at Man United. Let's just get that right now. Yeah, but can hold we on, just hold say on, though, though. Can we just say on the, on this front, this is the worst Barcelona team in my lifetime, by the way. Right. And by the way, when a player's playing for Barcelona... Wait, wait, wait. It's still considered... They still consider a step up. You don't see Barcelona operating in the Europa League. Me, right. Mike's, Mike's. You, you, you must be reading my fucking diaries or something, you son, today. It's two players that I don't rate. And Memphis Depay and Tyrone Mings, and you brought them both up. I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I, I, I actually think... Memphis yeah, Mike. But what I am saying... Yeah, Mike. I hear Martial's going to get... He's he, he still at United, he'll end up at Leon. I hear a lot of Jesse Lingard slander, I hear McTominay slander. And to be fair, usually when guys move on in recent years from, from United, they tend, remember Lukaku moved on and won a title. You know, people tend to. So I think before you look at Martial in terms of, I just think he, 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 I have a problem with him. Look at the environment and the setup first and assess if the environment and the setup's right for everything that's going on. And then you can make an informed. Would you have Martial at City, Mike? On the plane stuff. <laughs> Mate, that's, you know what? He was building up, right? I thought he was going to stick up for him and then he comes out with <laughs> Would you have him? Would he start for your city team right now? Well, see, why have you gone to start in it? That's a different, that's a, that's a different language. Would, would I <laughs> get in our squad? We've only got one set of forward and if that's the position he's going for, there's a, probably his room in our squad. I don't think he's start. He's not playing great. <laughs> Talk about damning with felt with faint praise. We've only got one centre forward position, but maybe he might make the bench then. The, nah, the thing is, the, the thing is, the thing is, obviously. Go on. You know what it is, Jim? What, what it is? Go on, always does this thing when I start saying it. What I'm saying is the level at Man United are at. I don't think pundits should be on here judging players because it's the level in it. But then all, all of a sudden, then he starts saying, would you have him at the best team in the Premier League? Nah, but do you know what? Yeah. This is this is the thing, though. This is the thing. If we are going to get to that level, though, yeah, Mike's... I agree. We need to move on players that aren't performing because right. that, that, that's the point. You know, he wouldn't get in That is the point. Three. And if we are got aspirations of winning titles and challenging for Champions Leagues, we haven't got the luxury of having a passenger... Now, I've liked Anthony Martial. You know, he scored on his debut against the Scousers, the goal, last-minute goal against Everton. He got 23 goals two seasons ago in a season. But <laughs> I look at this player now, and I've looked at him for, you know, the last 10 months, and he looks gone. He looks like he's lost his confidence. He's just not getting to, on, onto through balls. He's not finishing the way he should have done. Now, never say never, because we saw it with Jesse. We saw it with David De Gea to a lesser degree, where Ollie stuck with him and, and he came good. But I think with the options we've got, especially when you look at some of the younger players coming through, the likes of Anthony Alanga, and, and obviously we've spoken about Mason, is the room to, to wait another season and see what happens with Anthony Martial? Even, is there even room to wait another six months for, to see if he's going to come good? I'm not so sure. The thing, the thing is, yeah, a lot of football, is, a lot of it's to do with status as well, isn't it? Where you, where, where you find yourself in the, in the pecking order. And when Martial was under um, um, Josie, and then Oli came in and made him the number nine after we sold the Kaku type of thing. His status and he fought every time he was uh, every week of training. Do you know what? I'm playing this week. Do you get me? Whereas now, yeah. he knows Ronaldo's starting most games. And to be honest with you, Cavani's probably going to start ahead of him. So all of a sudden, for Martial knowing that he's going to be playing every week, scoring 23 goals in, in, in last season, I'm sorry, the season before, all of a sudden now, he's on the bench every week in it and 
that can have an effect in it. And obviously, he tried to come back in the summer, whatever, riding his wife's or girl's bike, Melanie's bike, and all that. But it's had no effect because you're looking at him and you're thinking to yourself, Do you know something, yeah? You're not really pulling your weight in it. And let's be honest, I'll be honest with you, Martial, yeah? In his 10 years of professional football from Monaco and plus the six and seven years he's had at United, he's never scored more, than, he's only scored more than, more than 12 goals twice. So when you're yeah. looking at this guy yeah. and you're thinking to yourself, okay, this guy's going to be the number nine for Manchester United. Nah, let's get serious. He's been it's, in the first team it's, it's, for it's, over six, seven years yeah. now. Do you get me? Like the experiment's done goals in it. Last, last season, two of yeah. which came in. Two of which came in the nine nil. I know they all count, yeah. but you have to put a bit of context on it. You know, yeah. this was his yeah. season, almost similar to Lolly. You could have said like he's got this season. I watched him against West Ham in the League Cup. He was woeful. He hasn't looked. He hasn't looked good enough. And I think that it's one of them. He'll probably go to Spurs or someone or a Leon or wherever and do okay. Get 17, 17 goals, and everyone will be happy with him. But I think, yeah. that, you know, at Manchester United now, when you look at it, he is probably our fourth choice, number nine. I'd have Mason ahead of him at number nine. I'd have yeah, Jamal, so would I'd have I. Ronaldo. So, you know, it's, but, without but being you know disparaging about him, what is the point in him being at United at the minute other than, yeah. you know... But when a, you look at it, yeah, player. yeah, and you scratch beneath the surface, if you can look at it like this, yeah, he's, he was there under LVG, he's there under yeah. Jose, and he was there under Oli. That's three managers that he's had, yeah. Not one of them managers has been able to trust him consistently for more than one season, do you understand no. me, in, in his position. So, for him... It's it, it's one of them, and I think it's come to the crossroads. And I personally think it's time to move him on in it, and yeah. can probably go somewhere and find pastures new. And sometimes that happens in it. You need a new environment. Now I'm not saying he's not a bad player, but there's no. levels in it, and Manchester United levels for where they want to be now. I just don't think what, he's the what, guy for that. What, what was it, Mike said earlier? That word he made up. That sometimes now and again, ish United. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. that's what that's AJ the sort of category that he falls under and that's not you know it's not what it's not it is, it is exactly AJ because when Mike starts being funny but he don't want to talk about Eric Garcia does he a young player mm-hmm. leaving City going to Barcelona talk to me about, yeah. about that Mike what do you all know we've got we've got four first choice set of backs now and we're looking solid we've already conceded one Premier League goal uh, this season don't set him off pundit don't set him off do you know what just on that point though you still what people always forget as well there are some players though that sometimes just want to go home innit? we had it with Leroy Sane we had it with um, with Garcia we had it with Brian Diaz and there's players that just well, your greatest ever player wanted out at one point you remember that he went to Real Madrid that was his dream move it, it, it happens <laughs> obviously he's come back yeah. now Brian Robson went to Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, real uh, talk. Like I said, players move on and sometimes they go places for the, that, that help reignite the career, innit? So maybe yeah, it is that yeah. for Like I say, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like we, we were talking about Memphis. I don't really rate Memphis that highly, but he's obviously done better since he left United than he was doing at United. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you know what it's like you said? He, he was terrible at United. Yeah, players find the level, innit? Memphis found his yeah. level at Leon and I see something similar for Martial finding that level and then he might get another big move in it after that but for now nah lights out on Martial do you get me he can walk out the door do you understand for as far as as I'm concerned but yeah man but listen there's big three points in the gaff for Manchester City there was no points in the gaff for Manchester United you get me so it was a bad week but obviously Champions League week coming up and all that so there's some more games going on so yeah people listening Big up for, for, for listening in and tuning in. But like I said earlier, yeah, we're here every week, three points in the gaff. Do you know what I'm saying? Three Mancunians, me, Pundit J, Jay Motty, Stretford Paddock, and the Etihad Y. Mikes, you get me, yeah? We're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.